even with the passing game struggles, Louisville wide receiver Tyler Hudson had a very impressive 2022 campaign. On today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about why you cannot let the offensive struggles uh, take away from the season that Tyler Hudson had. We'll also talk about the team needing to address the secondary in the transfer portal. We'll also talk about various members of the Louisville volleyball team taking home some of the ACC uh, regular season honors. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. And I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned in the opener, uh, we cannot let the struggles of the Louisville passing game take away from the incredible season that wide receiver Tyler Hudson had. We'll also talk about um, the uh, needs in the transfer portal for the Louisville secondary um, that are put on display, especially with the um redshirt freshman Derek Edwards opting into the transfer portal and then finally we'll talk about various members of the Louisville volleyball team taking home some very prestigious ACC awards so we'll start out with Tyler Hudson Hudson on Saturday against Kentucky became only the seventh wide receiver or actually player at all in program history to top over 1,000 receiving yards in a season. That kind of makes you wonder, of all the great receivers in Louisville history, there's only been seven receivers in Louisville history that have gone for over 1,000 yards in a season? That just goes to show you how prestigious this recognition and this achievement is. What makes it even more impressive is the offensive struggles that the team had in the passing game this season. When I say struggles, I'm not saying that you know it was just absolutely abysmal quarterback play. Because I think that there were points this season where both Malik Cunningham and Brock Doman both got the job done. They were solid throwing the football. I'm not saying that either of them are absolutely bad quarterbacks because that's not what I'm saying at all. I think that you know when you look at the expectations uh, heading into the season versus um, what actually happened, the team was 93rd in the country out of 100 and um, I think it's 131 FBS teams. Um, definitely, uh, not good. So consistency was an issue. I know that there were injuries as well, but regardless of what it was, Tyler Hudson still found a way to leave his mark on almost every game this season, 69 catches for 1,034 yards and two touchdowns. Um, coming from the FCS level, there was a lot of hype for Hudson, um, in this season um, because of what he was able to do at Central Arkansas, FCS All-American, one of the best wide receivers um, at the FCS level. And 
I said before the season that Hudson is going to catch a lot of people in the ACC by surprise. And even in the early parts of the season, when we saw him produce on the field in the first couple of games, it was like, okay, this guy is the real deal. But he kept confirming that with each and every week as if it needed to be confirmed. He reminded us every week that, hey, he's the real deal. Just because he came from the FCS level doesn't mean anything because he showed out was one of, in my opinion, one of the best wide receivers in the ACC. Uh, when you talk about and mix in the, um, the, the struggles passing the football that Louisville had, I think it makes it even more impressive. Um, 69 receptions, which was a career high for Hudson, um, 1,034 yards, averaged 15 yards per reception, only had two touchdowns, but, um, still, I think that it was, um, you know, an instance to where when Louisville got into the red zone, it was Malik Cunningham time, uh, Louisville opted to run the football more often than not. Malik Cunningham scrambled, made plays happen with his legs as he's done in previous years. That's no surprise. So I think that that kind of takes away the touchdown numbers, but still very, very impressive. Now, Hudson does have the opportunity to come back next season, but obviously I think that that is up in the air at this point. Um, It would not surprise me if he wanted to... Uh, cash in on a solid year of production at the Power 5 level um, and throw his name into the NFL draft waters and see if he gets drafted in whatever round. Or, you know, there is the option that he could come back and look to replicate that production. There is a little bit of a risk because it's not known at this time who's going to be Louisville's starting quarterback next season. But still, um, he could replicate that production and have two solid years of Division one power five football of, you know, you know, uh, a very solid body of work. So ultimately, I think that either way, I would understand the decision. But regardless, a great season, Um, the wide receiving committee had its concerns, especially in the depth department, Um, lost D Wiggins uh, early on in the season due to injury, Um, had to, you know, utilize Jalen Carter more, the former walk-on. You had to go to Chance Morrow and Chris Bell, the true freshman, in some situations. Um, But not a lot of depth. Under eight scholarship wide receivers. There were some issues throughout the season of the wide receiving committee uh, struggling to create separation at times, um, which was another reason why the Louisville passing struggles were prevalent throughout the year. Um, But overall... I think that Hudson uh, reminds me a lot of Des Fitzpatrick in the way that there's probably not one portion of his game, one aspect of his game that stands out more than the others. It's really just a matter of Hudson doing almost all things very solidly, a very solid all-around wide receiver, solid hands, um, a great ability to high point the football, a very good route runner as well. I think he is solid at creating separation. Um, you know, solid in um, you know blowing off coverage at the line of scrimmage and being able to um, fend off contact. Um, but overall, when Louisville's receiving committee 
numbers were slim depth-wise when you knew that Louisville most of the time was going to go to Tyler Hudson. Tyler Hudson was playing against a lot of teams, number one or even number two cornerbacks or defensive backs. He turned in a very, very solid 2022 campaign. I'm looking at his game logs, trying to find his worst game of the season. Statistically speaking, his worst game uh, was probably to Florida State early on the season where he had four for 40. Um, He had 100 yards in the opening game against Syracuse, only had three for 67 against Central Florida, tough offensive game. For the Cardinals, four for forty against Florida State, three for fifty-three against South Florida, four for fifty against Boston College, and that started a very impressive uh, string of performances. Seven for one hundred seven against Virginia, five for seventy-one against Pitt, six for seventy-seven against Wake, six for one forty-two against James Madison, and a touchdown. Eleven for one sixty-three against Clemson. His best game of the season came against arguably the best defense that he would play that season. Six for eighty-five against a solid NC State team. Six for eighty-three and a very, very impressive touchdown grab at the end of the game against Kentucky. So, to make a long story short, what I don't want us to do as Louisville fans is to not take some positives individually from this offensive season, despite there being some struggles, despite the lack of consistency overall, the struggles in the passing game, Jawar Jordan, one heck of a season, uh, especially at the end of the year. Tyler Hudson had one of the best seasons in Louisville wide receiver history. Only one of seven players in program history to go for over a 1,000 yards. I think it's safe to say that uh, Hudson exceeded expectations and then some. So uh, definitely would love to have him back next season, but regardless, very grateful for his 2022 campaign. Um, But right now we're going to transition over into the defensive side of the ball where another player entering the transfer portal um, confirms and I should say reaffirms the notion that the Cardinals have some work to do uh, for the secondary in the transfer portal. We'll talk about that here in just a second as we talk about our friends over at Omaha Steaks. My family and I have been exchanging Omaha Steak packages for the last few years during the holiday seasons, and it has been a family favorite. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com using the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to get that extra $30 off, but pay attention, a minimum order may be required. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Moving right along into the show, discussing the transfer portal as it pertains to the Cardinals' secondary, um, Louisville, 
Um, having some more departures announced on Monday as defensive back Derek Edwards III announced that he uh, would be entering the transfer portal. Edwards, a member of the Flyville 21 class. Um, when you look at uh, Edwards coming into the Louisville program, three-star prospect just outside of the top 1,000, uh, rated the number 99 player at cornerback, 142nd in the state of Florida played both at cornerback and safety in high school out of the Miami area. Um, I thought that, you know, it was going to be a career that he would see the field a little later in his career, um, probably in his second season, but wasn't really able to log any um, statistics through the first two years in the Louisville program, just struggling to see the field um, buried in the depth chart behind some of the transfers that the team got in. Um, obviously, Keetra Clark and Chandler Jones deciding to come back. Um, but regardless, this seemed like a move that should not be surprising. Um, Eric, Derek Edwards um, didn't necessarily have a role the past two seasons, so with the immediate eligibility for next season i definitely do not blame him for um you know going out and seeing what is available for him and looking to uh find a way onto the field at a respective college school next season so uh wish Derek the best of luck as i mentioned i'm not going to fault any of these players um whether those that are departing or arriving from louisville um, because at the end of the day, um, I'll never fault a person for doing what they believe is best for them. Um, I understand losing you know, players definitely can make you a little frustrated, a little upset. But at the end of the day, um, it's sports. Um, but you know, for these players, um, it's different because they're actually playing the sport and not watching it and being a fan. Um, so... If a certain player wants to leave or arrive at a certain destination, so be it. Wish him the best of luck. I wish Derek the very, very best of luck. Um, I hope that his career is very, very successful in his future endeavors. Um, so, But regardless, I think this move from Edwards just reaffirms the notion that the Cardinals need to severely address the secondary in the transfer portal, something that was probably already known, but as it was an issue last season, um, the Cardinals are um, fighting some depth issues. Um, when you look at who could possibly be leaving, obviously you lose Derek Edwards, um, Chandler Jones, is gone. You're likely going to lose Keetra Clark to the NFL, which should not be a surprise. Kendrick Duncan Jr. Um, is gone as well. Um, so that leaves, you know, Jarvis Brownlee, D'Angelo Hutchinson, MJ Griffin, Quincy Riley. I guess I could break it down by positions. Um, you have uh, looking at the cornerback position. Um, you have a handful of players that will be back next season. Um, obviously, the 2021 defensive backs, a lot of those players in that class were not uh, with the program this year. So um, we'll see um, how Scott Satterfield and company look to um, go 
in the transfer portal and address the defensive back position, both safety and cornerback. I think that um, obviously you have to get the signatures on the NIL or the NLI, I should say. Um, but you have commitments from four-star cornerback Aaron Williams. Uh, Jaleel McClain could end up being a defensive back at the next level, probably a wide receiver, but could be a defensive back. Um, you also have Jaden Davis, the safety from Swanee, Georgia. Raekwon Adkins, defensive back from the Miami area, uh, so on and so forth. So you have a couple of high school prospects. Uh, Jeremiah Caldwell, a four-star, a late addition to last year's class. Um, some of the younger players, um, you have Josh Minkins, MJ Griffin, D'Angelo Hutchinson, likely back at safety, um, but you could still add some veteran presence at the safety position. But you're probably going to have to replace some starters at the cornerback position. Now, granted, I think Quincy Riley is definitely going to be a starter in 2023. I think uh, at times he was one of Louisville's best defensive backs this season. Um Jarvis Brownlee had his uh, rough moments throughout the season in coverage, but also um, had some moments to where he rose to the occasion. I think that he will be a very uh, valuable um, player in the Cardinals secondary next season, whether that be as a starter or in the rotation, getting a significant amount of snaps. Um, but you obviously having to replace Keetra Clark, having to replace uh, Chandler Jones, it's going to be easier said than done, right? I think that uh, it's something that is going to have to be done by committee, especially with Ben Perry uh, in that outside linebacker position. So just looking at some of the other players that will see some uh, time next season, I mean, yeah, I think that there is uh, probably, you know, you have Rance Connor as well, who had an interception late in the season, was a rotational player that could see some more time next season. But I think that you're looking to add, I don't know, probably at least one more cornerback in the transfer portal, maybe two for depth reasons. You're probably looking to two cornerbacks, especially when you consider that two of the defensive backs that you got from the transfer portal last year didn't play this season. Jay Williams from USC, Jalen Alexander from Duke. Both of those players did not make it to campus for the season. So um, you were down two cornerbacks there. So, yeah, it's probably going to be a situation to where Scott Satterfield and company are going to go back to the portal to really address the secondary. Um, you have starters, in my opinion, Josh Minkins and MJ Griffin, but probably looking to add maybe one to two more safeties, depending on how the high school recruiting finishes out. Cornerback-wise, uh, this might change if Louisville was able to land like Cole Martin, the four-star top 100 prospect from Oregon or that is committed to Oregon, I should say, but um, probably one to two at the least in terms of the cornerback recruiting. So um, going to be another year where Louisville is going to try to um, definitely address the secondary, and that will be a point of emphasis, in my opinion, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, ranking the, the positions of need for the transfer portal. The secondary was number three on the list, so that is something to definitely pay attention to. So um, it goes, in my opinion, linebacker, quarterback, and then secondary, uh, both cornerback and safety combined. I think safety, it's a matter of depth. Cornerback, you're probably looking for an additional starter. So um, we will obviously talk about names that um, you know Louisville could look to. 
um, that could end up committing to Louisville. Obviously, it's going to be a very, very interesting next month or so. So be sure to be on the lookout. We'll have all that coverage on the Locked on Louisville podcast. Uh, For the conclusion of the show, we're going to talk about the volleyball team racking up a handful of all ACC honors at the conclusion of the regular season. Um, We'll do that here in just a second. If you are watching the show, you're not going to hear the audio-implemented advertisements that you would if you were listening to the show on various uh, streaming services, so just keep that in mind. But moving forward, uh, concluding the show, discussing the Louisville volleyball team, if you haven't already Go listen to the show from yesterday where we talked about uh, the Cardinals' journey back to the Final Four to avenge their Final Four loss to Wisconsin. Um, The bracket was released on Sunday. The Cardinals were given the fourth overall number one seed. They will begin NCAA tournament play on Friday evening at LNN Federal Credit Union Arena against the Samford Bulldogs. But... um, On Monday, it was announced um, when the ACC Awards came out, the Cardinals' many members of the team took home one of the biggest awards. Claire Chausset named the ACC Player of the Year, was a huge, huge um, member of the Cardinals' attack this season, especially with uh, All-American Anna DeBeer battling injury through the majority of the season. The awards pretty much... Uh, confirmed that this was a balanced effort to do so, and it confirms just how uh, balanced this Louisville team is, but it also shows Claire Chausse stepping up. Uh, Chausse getting into the 1,000-kill club for Louisville this season um, was sixth in the country in kills per set, averaging, um, I believe, 3.81 kills per set um so that is a very very solid number especially when you uh take into consideration the balanced cardinals attack but say very very solid coming back for another season definitely um a huge benefit for the cardinals um she will definitely be relied upon uh, in the ncaa tournament um as i mentioned a couple weeks ago look she Definitely rises to the occasion and plays her best volleyball on the biggest stages in the bright lights. So that is something that is huge. Um, Amaya Tillman, Defensive Player of the Year. The senior led the ACC in blocks per set. 1.53 had 141 total blocks. Um, Absolutely phenomenal. Um, One of the best defenders in the country since she has stepped foot on campus for Louisville. Obviously, replacing Anna Stevenson was going to be a group effort. P.K. Kong has definitely stepped up as well because you look at uh, who is second in the ACC and blocks were set. P.K. 1.32. She had 79 blocks uh, for the Cardinals this season. Um, very, very solid Cardinal defense led by Amaya Tillman in the middle. Uh, Raquel Lathero, the ACC setter of the year. What better way to replace um, Tori Dilfer, first-team All-American, than by uh, bringing in a grad transfer from USC that ends up also being the ACC setter of the year. Very, very solid, um, not only um, in the assists game where she was ranked, I believe, 
um, fifth in the ACC, 9.95 per set, uh, but very, very solid um, in the defense, in serve reception, also um, up on the net. She was very solid in the attacking portion as well. Um, so Lathero winning the um, ACC um, setter of the year, Danny Busbom Kelly, ACC coach of the year. I believe it's the back-to-back-to-back three-time or three third the third time consecutive time winning ACC coach of the year I could be wrong but I believe I saw that uh correctly uh, forgive me if I'm wrong but Cardinals 26 and two uh, you know losing two first team all-americans and Tory Dilfer and Anna Stevenson how do you handle the season well you go 26 and two five wins against top 10 opposition the only two losses of the season were to top six teams in the country, and you play a lot of the season without your All-American and a beer. So um, Dandy Busman Kelly and the Cardinals coaching staff, once again, a very stellar season. Five members of the Cardinals were all ACC first-team selections. Claire Chausse, Amaya Tillman, Raquel Lathero, also libero Elena Scott, and... Um, Outside hitter, um, Iko Jones, on that right side. Uh, Iko was very, very solid, especially stepping up in the absence of um, Anna DeBeer. Uh, Elena Scott, one of the best liberos in the country, fifth in the ACC with 3.84 digs per set. But a very notable evening for the Louisville Volleyball Program, a solid ACC. Um, You have teams like Pittsburgh, that's a top 10 team. Georgia Tech, I don't know how they got a five seed because they're definitely better than that. Um, some very solid teams, Florida State, Miami, so on and so forth. Five members of the Cardinals made the first team. You had the player of the year, the defensive player of the year, the setter of the year, the coach of the year. You probably couldn't have had a better awards recognition than the Louisville volleyball team. So congratulations are in order to Danny Busman Kelly's team. It's time for a national championship. It is time for this team to get over the hump. I believe in them. The fan base believes in them. The journey starts Friday evening, LNN Federal Credit Union Arena. If you haven't already, try to get your tickets because they're going to sell out quickly. The Cardinals take on the Sanford Bulldogs to begin their national championship run. So Uh, That's going to conclude this uh, bonus episode on this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.